0: This is The Future of Finance by Motive Labs.
1: Hello, welcome to The Future of Finance, the Motive Labs podcast where we live and breathe the next generation of financial technology. Welcome back. This is Sam on the Future of Finance podcast. I'm joined today by Bruce Lowther's co-chief operating officer at FIS. Welcome, Bruce. Thank
0: you. It's uh, great to be here today.
1: You're co-COO of one of the world's, I think it is in fact, the world's largest financial technology company. Can you tell us a little bit about your career
0: and about what you spend your time doing uh, with FIS? Sure, I'd love to. So for myself, it's been a great journey. We've uh, really had the opportunity to do a lot of things in my career. Early on, I started out, oddly enough, as an accountant and started with the big firms. And then progressed from there, like so many people do, leaving to start a company. And over a period of the the next probably 15 years, I started four different companies with the last one being acquired by a company that ultimately ended up in FIS. And that's how I got to FIS and really was a lot of fun. The four different companies have commonality and they were all transaction processing type companies. Three of them were in the financial services vertical and uh, one was in the healthcare vertical. We took one of those public years ago. That was a great experience to do as a young kid. and early in my career and just starting out but been very fortunate once I got to FIS ran our payments business ran our sales organization so I've had lots of jobs my mom always jokes that uh, I can't keep a job and I keep trying to tell her I've been at the same company for 15 years but uh, it's been really remarkable and very fortunate to uh, have the opportunity to be at FIS and then at the beginning of this year became uh, the chief operating officer for our IFS division. And uh, it's been just a lot of fun and I'm very fortunate to have a, a great team and to be in a great environment with fintech really in a period of unprecedented change and, and pace of change, especially.
1: Thanks. Wow, I have to admit, I didn't know that you had such a, such an exciting career—from accountant to startups—and um, yeah, having built and grown four businesses, awesome. <laughs> You talk about the uh, unprecedented pace of change in our industry from regulatory shifts to new technologies, new business models, much of it being driven by the regulator, but also Moore's law in technology. Can you perhaps outline some of what you're seeing as the biggest trends in the industry today? And then maybe what some of those issues are that perhaps the P20 are covering today?
0: sure so the biggest trends that we do see today really are evolve around expectation i'll start there because i really believe that's the cornerstone of everything else that that we can talk about but it's the expectation from a consumer's standpoint so as the markets evolved from a technology perspective, I think the thing that people didn't really appreciate was the ability of the consumer to adapt as quickly as they had to new technology and then carry that expectation to work with them. So they get an app at, at home, they use the app socially or for their fantasy football here in the States, and then they expect that their work applications have the same kind of feature functionality that their social applications do. And that's really put a tremendous amount of pressure on businesses to really adjust and start really driving a modernization effort on their platforms, which is great for everybody involved. It makes everybody better and really trying to drive us forward to always on, always working, reducing friction in the environment for consumer and businesses and minimizing the risk associated with every transaction that they do. We like to talk about it in the context of we create financial applications to improve people's lives. That's really what we try to focus on from a a growth perspective, but it really comes back to the expectation has changed in the marketplace on how things work, when they work, and where they work. The other things that are kind of emerging is there's a tremendous amount of regulation. Uh, There probably always has been a fair amount of regulation. There seems to be an acceleration of regulation. You can kind of look at it as two ways, as one is a prohibitor from innovation, or you can look at it as opportunities to craft and create things that solve for the regulatory burden that is put on whichever vertical you happen to be in. We see that every day. Whether it be GDPR or PSD2 or the U.S. equivalent is starting to emerge in California, we see those as opportunities and we develop applications around those to help people meet those regulatory requirements. Then probably the next piece that really trends that you're seeing emerge are really around technology and whether that be cloud technology or the things that people like talking about around a big data, AI, blockchain, distributed technologies, and trying to leverage those technologies as best we can to really, again, stay very focused on the customer experience. I think that today that's really the biggest driver is the focus that everyone is bringing towards the customer experience, both on a business perspective and a consumer perspective. And really, all of those things, whether it be regulatory, consumer expectation, uh, and technology, all those things really tie to improving the experience for consumer businesses. And if you keep that in mind as you're developing new solutions, you're going to be in a good place and you're going to have a lot of success.
1: That's great. Thank you. Um- Just to pick up on one of those points, you you talk about cloud technologies. It's fascinating watching the big technology companies pushing their cloud services businesses and particularly trying to vie for, you know, if if Microsoft were the king of the office and Amazon were the kings of commerce, who's gonna be the king of financial services? And AWS is obviously spending a lot of time and money on financial services, the Azure platform as well. And we're starting to see Google really trying to try to win hearts and minds in the industry. How does FIS view these technology companies and the stuff they're doing?
0: That's a great question for us uh, at FIS. We've taken a very different approach to a cloud technology. So for us, we've decided what's in the best interest of our customers is really for us to go into a private cloud. So while we've leveraged similar technologies, we've built our own infrastructure and, and really driving that. I think at this point, it's Probably easy for me to say that uh, we're a leader in the industry in my division alone. We have about 63% of our total compute in the cloud already, but it's in our private cloud. And uh, when you look at the competitive set in the marketplace, there's very few that have that from a legacy perspective. Keep in mind, FIS is 50 years old and we're celebrating our 50th anniversary and just had uh, just yesterday the opportunity to ring the bell at the New York Stock Exchange to celebrate the anniversary. And I think Gary Norcross, our chairman, has really done a phenomenal job really pushing the modernization thought process into our organization and and leading us down the path of the private cloud and the security around the private cloud and really keeping in mind what's in our best interest for our clients. And as you know, in this particular industry, security and, and compliance is so critical. We just feel for us, that's the best place for us to be.
1: Thanks. We're here today for the P20. It's been a year since the first one that we hosted at Lancaster House. The phrase success has many fathers is often true, but your role at the P20 has genuinely been critical. You've been the conference chairman and part of the founding team. Could you maybe tell our listeners a little bit about how the idea came about and and what, what's really been happening over the last 18 months?
0: Absolutely. P20 has uh, really been I would say almost even a a kind of labor of love to have this continue on for our second year. London truly was spectacular. I I think every startup, and the P20 is clearly just a startup in my mind, has its own journey and its own storyboard. And uh, there's many people that are required to make something successful. And so when I look back at P20 and how it's evolved, it's fun to see all the different people who have contributed along the way to make it into what it is today and and to see the number of dignitaries that we have here today in Atlanta, just two years in being kicked off by the governor of Georgia, seeing all our friends from the UK come over, getting the opportunity to have David Cameron here tonight with us and, and share some thoughts around fintech and why he likes fintech and enjoys fintech and so i think the success has been what has always been for all of my startups it's always been about the people that have come on the journey with you and yourself and and the others that have been here for the ride everybody contributes everybody has a will to make it go forward And at the end of the day, that's really what makes it fun. Each of the startups, after I sold each one, I always looked back, and it wasn't the sale of the startup that made it fun. It was the journey along the way and still keeping in touch with all the people. And the funny part of that is the very first company I started with, I still keep up with all the people from back then. And the last company that I sold The majority of those people still work for me today, almost 15 years later. So I look at P20 as just another opportunity to get out and meet great people, get them to really embrace what we're doing and get them to put their own little spin on what we're doing. And hopefully when we do that, we have something special. And I think you're starting to see that emerge here and very excited about bringing it back to London in 2019 in October. Yeah, the power of having
1: the, the people that we have around the, the board table is quite unique, but it does, you're, you're right, it does require a um, a willingness to collaborate, a willingness to input. It's uh, you know As we spoke about yesterday, the P20 isn't a big organization. It, it requires input from everyone and a real can-do attitude to discover the art of the possible. Um, we're in Atlanta today for the second year. 70% of US payments flow through Atlanta. That's a serious scale. I'm wearing right now, Cufflinks cufflinks were kind of even to us last night. They have a number one on an outline of the state of Georgia. Uh, and you're wearing, are they British? Yeah. They man. are British. Perfect. Look at that. They're much smaller than these ones. <laughs> uh, I probably shouldn't say that these were a gift. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about why Atlanta is such a great place to do business? Given your your background, having started four transaction processing firms, there's no better person to answer that question.
0: It actually is a great question and one I've been asked many times, and I don't know that I really have a great answer for. Atlanta, really going back historically, was one of the capitals for banking in the South, and it really kind of stemmed out of that. And there was so many uh, years ago uh, when I was a kid, just uh, coming up. There was uh, so many opportunities to help uh, the banks here that were headquartered here in Atlanta with technology and thoughts around technology. And I think it spilled really from that. And there's just a tremendous amount of activity here in the state. A huge number of companies have headquartered here over the decades and really have driven a lot of it, my guess, comes from just the school systems here. There's a tremendous amount of school systems in the South. There's a fair amount of, of venture capital in the South, and there's a constant demand from the clients that are anchored here in the South for new technologies. And that's probably my my answer. Again, I I wish I've come up with a better answer because I get that question a lot. I do believe that Atlanta, in many ways, is just a crossroads for the South. That really has spurred a lot of things, whether it be the transportation industry. Now you see the film and entertainment industry has really blossomed and and become one of the largest in the world, based right here in Georgia. Georgia is just a fun place to be, and a lot of great uh, young people here, a lot of excitement, and it's a kind of a vibrant upcoming city. That is slowly kind of emerging on the world scene. And so I think a lot of ways in the payment industry, it was kind of a a best kept secret for a long time. And uh, we thought we'd start sharing with everyone just what we do. And, and I think in many ways, our entertainment industry here was kind of the same. It was kind of a quiet story that had built and built for a decade or so. And, and then all of a sudden people started looking around and realizing how big the industry had become. Payments was very much the same way we had been building for decades. And, and then someone kind of looked around and said, wow, you guys process a lot of payments in the state of Georgia. So it's been fun to watch over the years, kind of continue to evolve. And I think for the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia, we're we're really just on the cusp of something really great. And I believe that P20 is something that is going to help us propel that to an international platform.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I really do believe that, that Atlanta is on the cusp of something great and hopefully the P20 can um, can help shine a light on it. I know that after last year's London P20, it was firmly put on the map in, in terms of the UK fintech ecosystem. Getting towards the end, and you're a busy man and a man in demand today, so uh, we'll wrap up shortly. On that note, you are busy. I know that you have a number of personal interests out there. What are some of the other things you're spending your time on outside of the
0: day job at FIS and and the P20 stuff? The day job at FIS has been fun. It really is a dream job in many ways. And so, As I've been in this job over the last nine months, uh, it really has been almost all-consuming. P20 also, as I shared, is is been something that's really exciting for us to have this day finally here yesterday and today and, and to see the reaction and the real success that we've had, uh, having 50% larger participation this year, having our board expand this year, being able to deliver today up on stage a historic first where the industry came together, really driving cyber game in the first time ever in our industry. So all those things have been fun. I think one of the other things that we've done more on a personal basis and with my team from FIS is we've really rallied around LLS, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society it's so personal to many people. I'm no different in that regard. My father recently passed away from uh, lymphoma. And so over the last few years, we've really spent a lot of time raising money and doing some fun things with our team. Uh, One of the big fun events that we do, we do many throughout the year, but one of the big fun events that we do every year is we go down to Disney and they have a a running weekend. So they have a 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon. And uh, we raised a lot of money for that. And have been just so proud of our team. Uh, one of the ladies on our team, Serena Smith, has really spearheaded that for us. And it really has been fun to watch it grow and and see that over the last few years, just from our employees, we've we've raised millions of dollars for LLS and trying to find a cure and trying to make uh, someday today. And it's great to see uh, that uh, come together. And I look forward to being at Disney again this year at uh, just after New Year's. And uh, I have all of my team is uh, signed up already, and we're out actively raising money, and trying to put our best year in. That's awesome. Thank you. Final question. You've had a,
1: a highly decorated career and I presume through your startups, you've had lots of people providing guidance, advice, support. Who have been some of your key mentors and role models through your career?
0: Yeah, you know, um, the mentors is a very interesting thing. I always go back and you'll hear me talk a lot about, and this may sound a little bit peculiar. But uh, I always talk about mom and dad. And uh, we always have talked about making mom proud, making dad proud, trying to do the right thing. We've had a lot of opportunities over the years and everyone in their career has paths that they get to choose. I'm very fortunate. And it goes back to an earlier question that I've always had the right people around me. Very fortunate that the people that were in the first startup were in the second startup, they were in the third startup, and they were in the fourth startup. So we stayed together as a team. We were like-minded in the way we wanted to do things. While we always haven't done everything absolutely perfect, we always had kind of the, the mindset of let's drive things forward, do it the right way, let's see if we can change the world in our own little way. And while we're doing that, let's make mom and dad proud of kind of the way we handled it and and do it in a way that uh, my parents would be pleased with us. And so that's kind of probably what I would say is from a mentor perspective, you know, dad is still my hero and uh, it would be nowhere without him and mom. And, and so it's really it might be a little too personal, but that's the that would be my answer. I couldn't agree
1: more. I think everyone has their own different benchmark for success and making your family proud is, is a really important one and I think it, it really helps maintain a person's integrity but also treating people how, how you'd want to be treated yourself. Bruce, it's been an enormous pleasure, a great privilege and, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this uh, this P20 thing goes because I think it's, it's got such super potential. Thank you for, for everything you've done for the organization and thank you for today. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and insights, and thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Sam. See you next time.